0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on today's podcast episode. Today I'd like to continue with another topic that is very important to me, and of course one that I write frequently about in publications such as Security Week, Dark Reading, and the Business Journal. Today I'd like to talk about improving the signal-to-noise ratio in a security operations or in a security setting. Let me illustrate what I mean by giving an example. Imagine that you and a friend are having a conversation in in a noisy cafe and you'd like to record that conversation. Of course, with all the background noise in the cafe, it's going to be very difficult when, when we play back the recording to pick out the actual content of the conversation that occurred. Contrast that to today's podcast setting, where I'm, record- when I, where I'm recording in, in a very quiet setting. Because the setting is quiet when we play back this podcast and you listen to it, it will be very easy for you to discern the message and the conversation that I'm having with you. And of course, hopefully, you'll also enjoy the message. Let's talk about the signal to noise ratio as it applies to security now that we've illustrated the general concept with an, with an analog world parallel. Typically, most organizations have hundreds of thousands or millions of alerts that they find in their work queue on a daily basis. This obviously is a large amount of noise, and the question that most organizations are looking to answer is, where is the signal in all of this noise? In other words, what are the events that I need to be concerned with? What do I need to do about those events? What's happened? What risk do these events pose to my organization? And what response, if any, is necessary to these types of events? It sounds like a simple task, but finding those critical or crucial events in all of that noise turns out to be very challenging. Let me give you two examples of security operation centers, or SOCs, A and B. And I'll come back to them later after I give a few tips about how to improve the signal-to-noise ratio. In SOC A, the daily work queue contains about 100 reliable, high-fidelity, actionable alerts, or perhaps narratives, if you will, In SOC B, the daily work queue contains about 100,000 alerts, almost all of which are false positives. Analysts in that SOC and SOC B can barely keep up with even the highest priority alerts. Let's come back to SOC A and B at a later time. I'd like to now take a few moments to describe a few methods that I found in my experience helpful for reducing, uh, sorry, for increasing the signal to noise ratio within an organization's work queue. First tip I offer is to go for the money shot. What that means is it is possible to detect malicious activity using various stages of the kill chain. For example, exploit, malicious payload delivery, command and control, etc. Each of the stages has a different noise level. Whenever possible, an organization should seek to detect that activity using the least noisy of the stages, which is generally immediately post-infection. In other words, command and control or something similar like a callback. Some people might say, well, that allows me only to detect immediately after infection. But I would respond to that statement by saying that if you're so buried in noise that you cannot detect the actual infection or the exploit in a timely manner anyway, does it really provide value to go that far up in the kill chain when you may may be able to identify or detect malicious activity much, much lower down in the kill chain with a higher rate of success and a much lower rate of false positives. So that would be my first tip is to go for the money shop. The second tip is to take what I call a scalpel approach. Instead of using alerting technologies such as various different types of detection appliances, things like intrusion detection systems or intrusion prevention systems, instead of using them as a hatchet, in other words, Putting, casting a wide net full of a large number of signatures that may or may not be relevant to the risk profile you're trying to mitigate within your organization, Spe- use them more like a scalpel. Deploy specifically tuned or specifically targeted uh, alert signatures or alerting detection te- te- uh, techniques, sometimes what I call spear alerting, to really detect the activity that you're most concerned with, that really identifies the threats that you're concerned with against your organization that's using alerting technologies or detection technologies as a scalpel approach. The third tip I would offer is to use correlation. In other words, if one thing occurs, one event occurs, and it may indicate in some cases that there's compromise, if we can increase the fidelity or the reliability of that alert or that indicator by tying it together with two, three, or four other activities that may occur within a certain amount of time, we should use that correlation to help us uh, reduce our noise and reduce our false positives. The fourth tip I'd offer is to use intelligent or to write intelligent alerting. Don't just alert on something because somebody said it was bad or because you saw a signature that was downloaded in some type of alerting uh, signature set. Really think about what you're after and really use your alerting and detection technologies to detect things that are of grave concern to your organization that match a threat that's going to pr- produce or, or increase the risk to your organization and only then to deploy those types of alerts not just to deploy and mass alerts that are less relevant or perhaps less intelligent or, or geared towards your organization I'd also offer as another tip be picky with intelligence what, sometimes when people say intelligence, what they really mean is a data feed. But without context and without helping you understand how to use and apply that intelligence to a given problem you're trying to solve, it's going to introduce a high amount of noise, as sometimes these data feeds are much, much, less, uh, much more noisy and much less fidelity than they really should be. The sixth tip I offer is to prioritize appropriately. Sometimes we have very important infrastructure, that even if we see something that may not be 100% reliable as an indicator, we may want to spend resources investigating, qualifying, and perhaps acting or responding upon that particular alert. Other times we may have infrastructure such as thin clients uh, or laptops or mobile phones that may be less critical to -to day-to-day operations. Um, Granted, if they are compromised, we need to act on them, but not like if we saw some potential compromise of of a of an e-commerce server or a money movement server, that would obviously be a much level, a much higher level of priority that we would need to address much, much more quickly. The seventh and last tip I would offer to today is for today is to review every alert. What's the purpose of an alert in the work queue if not to be reviewed? Sometimes I, I find it quite remarkable that organizations will have hundreds of thousands of alerts in their work queue, most of which or almost all of which that no one ever looks at. To me, that's redundant or pointless? Why have alerts in the queue that no one ever looks at? It's almost like crying wolf, if you will, to use an analogy from a children's story. So returning to SOC A and SOC B, as I mentioned earlier, now that I've offered some tips on how to reduce the noise and increase the signal within an organization's work queue, I'd like to return to SOC A and SOC B. In SOC A, where every alert is reviewed by an analyst, where the signal to noise ratio is high, and where 10 additional alerts seems like a lot, analysts can successfully identify breaches in far less than 24 hours after they occur. The team is able to perform analysis, containment and remediation within the first 24 hours of a breach. The team is able to stop the bleeding before any payment card data or other sensitive data is exfiltrated, and although there has been some damage to the organization, it can be controlled. The organization can assess the damage, respond appropriately, and return to normal business operations. Recall this is in SOC A where the alert queue or the narrative queue is around 100 per day or thereabouts. Contrast that to SOC B, where we have hundreds of thousands of alerts, most of which are false positives. In SOC B, where an extremely small percentage of the alerts are reviewed by an analyst, where the signal to noise ratio is low and where 10 additional alerts doesn't even raise an eyebrow, the breach remains undetected Months later, SOC B will learn of the breach from a third party. The damage will be extensive, and it will take the organization months or years to fully recover. Unfortunately, in my experience, many organizations address address the topic of signal-to-noise ratio far too late in a reactive mode when there's been a breach and they're trying to react. I would advise to address the signal-to-noise ratio, which, which coincidentally maps well to the narrative-driven model as they play well together, I would advise to address the, the, those topics sooner rather than later in a proactive manner, planning ahead strategically to build security and security operations, higher signal, lower noise, more context, and better decision-making. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast.